This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. This episode is brought to you by Kia's first three-row all-electric SUV, the Kia EV9. With available all-wheel drive and seating for up to seven adults, with zero to 60 speed that thrills you one minute and available lounge seats that unwind you the next. Visit kia.com slash EV9 to learn more. Ask your Kia dealer for availability. No system, no matter how advanced, can compensate for all driver error and or driving conditions. Always drive safely. Does social media stress you out? Well, then listen up today because we're talking about the ins and outs of managing our social media accounts and when it might be time to hit that mute button right here, right now on Polly Campbell, Simply Set. Hello, 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 and welcome to Polly Campbell Simply Said. You know how it works. This is the podcast where we talk about how to live well, do good, and be happy. And I will um, fess up. Right before I came online to do this interview, we've got Catherine Cullen here today. Right before I came on to do this, I was scrolling through Facebook, and that was not a good idea. I was feeling anxious today. I have a lot going on in in the day. And I thought, well, I've got a couple of minutes, I'll just take a break. And it did not help me at all. And it was a perfect time for this because we've got Catherine Cullen here. She's a licensed psychotherapist and a writer based in New York City. Her work's been featured in Psychology Today, which is where I landed on her because you know I write there too. And I came across a great article that we're going to talk about today. She's also been an editor at Cosmopolitan, Shape, Weight Watchers Magazine, all over the place. And I like this article that I read on Psychology Today that's titled How to Use Social Media Without Losing Your Mind. You should go on psychologytoday.com and check out her blog. You'll find lots of good stuff there. But we're going to talk about social media. Welcome to the show, Catherine. Thanks so much for having me, Polly. You heard me open. I mean, I had about 30 seconds to a minute before I brought you on. And I thought, well, I'll just relax a second. It wasn't so relaxing. I I think it added to my anxiety just scrolling through Facebook. Am I crazy or is that what happens to us? I don't think you're crazy at all. I think that's very common um, when we just kind of passively, especially passively scroll through social media. Uh, the question is why? One of the big explanations for that is that we are just bombarded with so many different stories and stimuli and pictures and prompts to upwardly compare ourselves to other people. And we can get into that on the podcast, but basically it's information. Uh, and so it's not really a break when we, when we scroll through social media, we're really bombarded by stuff and it's overwhelming to us. It, it felt overwhelming and it wasn't all bad stuff. Like I, it wasn't like I was reading bad news. It just was a lot to take in. So that's what you're saying. We can be overwhelmed just by the sheer magnitude of the information then. 100%. You know that feeling where something is just too cute to handle? There there can be too much of a good thing, right? You can get too much good information. It's just too much information. 
and it overwhelms us. I, I definitely have felt that, but I also like social media, right? It, it, there's an upside to this for all of us. What are you seeing in your work? What prompted this article that, that I'm talking about? How to use social media without losing your mind? Where did all that come from? Are you seeing the plus side and the minus side among your, your clients and so forth? Absolutely. Um, I see it among my clients. I see it among my colleagues. I see it among my friends. I see it personally, right? Um, so on all levels. Um, in terms of clients, you know, I have clients who really, really struggle, um, one, to limit their time on social media, but two, to not let it interfere with their work or their self-image, their relationships, right? I've had clients who have actively had to just delete apps of, you know, social media apps from their phones um, because it's driving them nuts. It's keeping them up at night. It's making them feel less than because they're comparing themselves to other people. There's so many reasons that, that they're having a hard time with it. Um, but yes, I see this with clients and I also have experienced it myself and I see it among colleagues as well. Is it a positive thing? Can we truly connect over social media? I think we can. Uh, it's how we use it that determines whether we can truly connect. Um, and it's you know, who and how are we connecting, right? So who are we connecting with? Um, are we just throwing things into the Twitter sphere and expecting people to reply? Or are we directly messaging somebody? Are we commenting on someone's post? Um, things like that. And, and are we interacting with people that we would have a likelihood of knowing offline? people who were able to verify their identity or people who just have an avatar up and we have no idea where they are. We have no idea if they're a bot. Like that all mm -hmm. determines whether we're feeling like we're truly connecting with somebody. I think that's an interesting comment because I do feel like I have some friendships that have been established now over the years with other writers so for your writers so you know it can be very isolating and and especially with COVID this kind of opened up a new network for me and at the same time, they don't know me in the way that my friend down the street who I go drink a coffee with knows me. It's a different kind of relationship, but it still feels real to me. Is that is that possible? Absolutely possible. Yeah. As long as you're exchanging a certain degree of information and intimacy, you are establishing a friendship, right? Um, so it mm -hmm. does count. Um, yeah especially if it's over like a shared interest, such as writing that that kind of really you see eye to eye with on somebody and you can really exchange information, um, personal thoughts and feelings. Do you recommend that we have boundaries around our social media use or am I making too much? I mean, I read all this stuff like it's a threat to our mental health. It's leading to depression. It's we're numbing ourselves like, you know, it's not alcohol, but we have a similar which is what I did today. Right. Right before you came on, I was like, oh, I'm going to unwind a minute. Um, and it didn't work that way. Do you do you think this can lead us down the rabbit hole of mental health issues? Absolutely. Um, again, it comes down to how we use it. And you asked a wonderful question, which is like, should we have boundaries around this? Like, is it really going to drive us nuts? Is it going to cause mental problems? Like, absolutely. We need to have boundaries around it, just like with anything we need boundaries. Um, too much of even good things can harm us. Uh, too much exercise can harm us. I could talk about that one for hours because of my book, but we can save that for another time. Um, but, you know, with social media, we can use it to the extent that we're, first of all, think about when you're using social media, you're usually sedentary, right? Um, you're usually not engaged in something that's in front of you 
you're removed from wherever you are physically. Um, and maybe that's like your spouse is sitting right there across the table from you and you're not talking to them or your child is trying to get your attention and you're not talking to them because you're scrolling through Instagram or you're in a classroom or you're at work and you're on Facebook, uh, Twitter, you know, a TikTok, whatever it is, and you're just not fully engaged. Um, so I think that the boundaries that have to be in place on the one hand have to have to do with the time we spend on it, the contexts in which we use it. You know, we have to assess, is it taking us away from actual real life experiences um, that either we need to participate in, for instance, work responsibilities, role responsibilities at home, or important relationships, right? Um, so boundaries around that, making sure we're not using social media too much when we would otherwise be engaging with other people in real life or taking on important tasks and fulfilling important obligations, right? Um and also the boundaries come down to, again, getting back to who we are interacting with and how we are interacting with them, like we said before. Um, and, you know, time use limits is another thing, you know, not using it before bed because it's going to most likely keep us up, not using it when we need to be studying or working or doing something else, you know, um, when we need to be focusing and preparing. Um, and, and also, again, like, if somebody is is really upsetting to us on social media or if there's an account that's really upsetting to us, uh, whether that's because they're directly harassing us or they're just posting a slew of negativity and it's really just bumming us out every time we like log on and see that, um, you know, we need to we need to mute and we need to block when appropriate. I'll talk about blocking later because I don't think that's always the best idea. I'll tell you why in a minute. Um, but I think muting either people or certain conversations is very, very important. Unfollowing people um, that really get you down or accounts that really get you down um, and making sure that we are following and interacting with people and accounts that actually increase our mood, our energy, give us information we like or find interesting and don't just drain us. Yeah, I think that's a great point. I've I've had situations where I've just steered away from because what they're doing is fine for them, but it doesn't contribute anything that elevates my experience or allows me to get to where I want to get to. I don't want to be dragged down, right? I want information or a connection, but I think it's interesting. You write about being intentional. What does that mean on social media? What do you mean by being intentional? Is it the blocking people? Is it choosing who we interact with? hundred percent. That's part of it. Um, another thing too, is every time we log into social media, like it's very easy because it's so it's just on our phone. We press a button, boom, we're there. Or we click a tab on our computer, boom, we're there. But rarely do we ask ourselves, okay, what is my goal in logging onto social media right now? Like, what do I want from this ultimately? Um, otherwise we're just kind of killing time and wasting time really. And, and we're not really getting any, benefit from it. Um, if I go onto social media and I say, okay, my intention is to connect positively with one person today. Um, mm -hmm. Or my intention is to go on and look for information about a certain article I'm writing um, and try to maybe connect with people who have information that I want, right? And talk to them. Um, or my goal is to be amused. My goal is to look at cute animal videos. Like mm -hmm. having the goal in mind will allow us to structure our interactions more so that we can be more focused. We can get what we want from that and then we can sign off. And again, it, again, that's a boundary too. That's boundary setting. I, I like that. I, I can watch panda and otter videos for ever <laughs> that, that always makes me feel better but i will tell you what i've i've you know i get up in the morning i come into work 
And I've been going on my Facebook page under the guise of communicating with my community. I, I write books mm -hmm. and, and I have a community on Facebook, which I really appreciate and really enjoy. That's very valuable. But what happens to me then, and I think what you said about intention would help me here, is I'll go on thinking I'm going to do one thing and I'll end up sucked down the rabbit hole of all these other things. So is do I need to have rules around that? Set my attention. Okay, I'm going to go on and communicate with my community from work or connect with that community. And then I'm going to get off. Is that how I phrase it or work with it within myself? That could be something you try. If you notice that you're going online to interact with your community, which by the way is awesome. That's mm -hmm. great. Uh, it has a lot of benefits for you and for your community. Um, if, if that's what you want out of this situation, awesome. But if you find that you're logging on to do that and then you're getting sucked down these rabbit holes, that, by the way, the algorithms are designed to make you do that. <laughs> do, do you then leave the situation feeling more frazzled, like you didn't accomplish the goal? Like, pay attention to that, right? And so maybe try, okay, I'm going to go, I'm going to log on, I'm going to keep this in mind, I'm interacting with my community. That is the overall goal. So if I do get sidetracked, not to say that you're not going to get sidetracked, but if you do get sidetracked, you can more easily catch yourself and say, okay, what's the intention here? The intention is to interact with my community. So let me draw my focus back to the community interaction. Good stuff, Catherine. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, I want to go back to the blocking. Is it okay for me yes. to block? Because even thinking about that sometimes stresses me out. So I want to get into that. We are here with psychotherapist and writer Catherine Cullen talking about how to manage social media without losing our mind based on an article she wrote on psychologytoday.com. So go check her out there and elsewhere. And we'll be back in just a minute on Polly Campbell Simply Said part of the best business network of Electricast. Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. And we are back. I'm Paula. You're listening to Simply Said on the Best Business Network of Electricast. And I've got licensed psychotherapist and writer Catherine Cullen here, and we are talking all things social media. And Catherine, before we went to the break, you were talking about boundaries and about going into a social, using that with intention. So we know what we want to get out of it, what kind of experience we want to have. And you also talked about there's a time and a place for blocking. What do you mean by that? When do we block? How do we manage all that? Yeah. So I think the thing with blocking is that Oftentimes on the social media apps, you know, the other person can see that you're blocked. It, it depends on which one. I, I'm a big Twitter user. Like that's my go-to app. But if, and if you're blocked, if you block, if I block someone, someone can see that I block them. When you have the inclination to block someone, maybe you find them annoying, maybe they're harassing you, et cetera. Um, that may feed that person. That may give that person a sense of gratification. 
Um, if you think about Twitter, how many screenshots do you see of people being like, oh, ha ha, so-and-so blocked me. Guess I really got them. Mm. You know, it, it makes these kind of people who engage in trolling behavior, it can make them satisfied. It can give them more ammunition in a way. I think if you can, it is best to just mute them um, mm -hmm. unless they're actively threatening you, right? Unless they're actively, you know, like doxing you or making death threats against you or things like that's very mm -hmm. serious. And one, absolutely report it to the platform if they're engaging in any dangerous or harassing or aggressive behavior, um, report it to the platform immediately. Um, but unless it's that extreme, I say mute because then they're not getting the gratification and you're not seeing them. You know, yeah. you can mute the conversation that they're in that's bothering you if you don't want to like mute them completely, or you can mute their account so that you just don't see them. And I really prefer to do that because it doesn't give the other person the gratification of knowing that, oh yeah, I've succeeded in really pissing this person off. Um, and I know that's not always the case with people who someone might block. They might, some people might be very surprised. Why did this person block me? That's so weird. What did I do? And again, I think it's still better to mute so that that per you're not like befuddling the other person and you're not coming off as like, quote unquote, overly sensitive, which can mm -hmm. give other people ammunition to come at you and stuff. So I say mute first step, you know, unfollow if, if that's probably the best thing Unfollow and mute um, in extreme circumstances. If you must, if somebody is engaging in like dangerous behavior, block the person. So what I'm hearing from you is that it is our responsibility and that that intention comes into place then. It if that other person is behaving in such a way that is not working for us or not good for us, it's our responsibility to manage that on our end, not to expect them to change or do it differently or ridicule them in return. In, in the last few years, in the last five or six years, there's been a lot of that happening on social media where people are duking it out. And I don't want to watch two people fighting either. If I'm following one of them, I don't want to see that coming up. So Absolutely. it's an interesting, do you think we are more likely to say mean things or be impolite on social media than we would be in real life? Or are we just changing it as a society? I can't believe some of the things that people say. Well, it might be both, Polly, the answer yeah. to your question. Yeah. So we'll start with, yes, people are more inclined to be jerks online because you're not seeing the person you're ridiculing right in front of you. You're not seeing the body language and the response that they're having emotionally to what you're saying, which often is a feedback mechanism, unless you have like antisocial personality disorder or something, right? That you will yeah. take in and be like, oh gosh, okay, I'll stop. Um, or if you're just like being really mean and a bully, which, you know, sometimes people with APD can do, that's a that's another clinical conversation, you know, to differentiate <laughs> that, um, you know, or you have like something like narcissistic personality disorder, where you're just using someone else for your own gratification, and then belittling them when you're not getting what you want. Um, but again, like, I think, by and large, social media is eliciting behaviors that we would normally see with personality disordered individuals, mm. or individuals that have kind of more severe mental illnesses, um, because we're not getting that social feedback that is critical to, to positive, healthy, sustainable social interaction. Um, and the question is, is it making us as a, as a species, are we like devolving in a way or, or evolving to be less empathetic and more cold? I mean, unfortunately, we are seeing, you know, more instances of, you know, just interpersonal rudeness. It seems like it's mm -hmm. on the rise. 
And I think it's it's bred by and cultivated by the training we get on social media of how one can and should interact. We see other people going at it and being mean to each other. We're more inclined to be like, yeah, well, too bad for you, or you're a jerk, or well, you're wrong, you know, stuff like that. Like, and it can be far more extreme than that. I'm being very generous in my example there. But we're, we get that training on social media. And so that's how we feel like we should interact normally and we're doing that offline. Um, yeah. And I think it is contributing in a very negative way. And we have to be aware of that. Yeah. I don't, I don't like it. And it's, I, I'm raising a teenager. Our daughter is 16. And one of the mm -hmm. things I tell her in person is you don't have to say anything at all. Like you don't have to have an opinion or a comment. She's on very limited social media um, in our family. But I think of that all the time. I read some of this stuff online and I'm very deliberate in what I put online because I don't want to contribute to the pain. I don't need to have an opinion. I don't have to like them or dislike them or say anything at all. And one of the things you write about when it comes to managing our social media health is positively encourage or interact in a positive way. What does that look like? And, and what do you mean by that? Yeah, it's very important. There is research that shows that to the extent that we're able to engage positively on social media, we come away from social media happier and, and rating our subjective well-being higher. Um, so exactly. So what is positive engagement? Positive engagement can be something like you go in and it's not just you like someone's post, but you say, hey, that really spoke to me or, hey, I'm really excited to see you're doing this. Thank you so much for sharing. It really brightened my day. But be honest, you know, don't just like do it gratuitously or, you know, like, dishonestly like be, be be genuine with it right if some if you really like something that somebody said or you really like what somebody wrote or you whatever you know you can say hey this is really great you know um and and it can also be words of encouragement you know sounds like you're going through a hard time um you know i i encourage you to stay strong and not give up and know that you're not alone things like that it can also be you know sharing sharing things on social media for the benefit of other people and I don't mean like, oh, look how good my life is, you know, selfie, right? <laughs> but um, hey, this is a really beautiful sunset. And I'd love to share it with you guys. Um, if you guys have any sunset, sunset pictures you want to share too, you know, reply here, things like that. And I, again, it comes back to intentionality and being very mindful of how we're interacting. One of the challenges I had when years ago, when social media was just emerging, I also happened to be writing my first book at that time. And then everything was about platform for an author, right? They wanted you to have a built-in audience. And I was doing things on social media, which were positive and all of that, but they weren't consistent or authentic to me. I felt mm -hmm. awkward in what I was doing. And I finally had to go off and, and change it entirely. I'm like, if I would say it to you in person, I will say it online. Or if I would brag about my book to you in person, then I'm going to brag about it online or let you know at least where to buy it or whatever. And it made things a lot easier for me to feel like I was more uh, congruent with myself, you know, mm -hmm. so I could be who I am online as well. And, and I think that goes to your uh, intentional thing too, but it's worth sitting back and thinking about these things then, right? Who, who we are online and, and who we are in person. Are they the same thing? Do they, are, are we encouraging people online? Like we would in person? Are we saying the same kind of, I feel like there can be a real separation if we don't pay attention to that. 
Absolutely. You hit the nail on the head. I think that's so critical to keep in mind because social media breathes from us, it elicits from us a type of performativity um, that can really superficialize who we are um, mm. and make us forget, you know, what are our core values? Like, what would we actually say in person? Would we really be doing or saying or posting this, right? If we were sharing this with our actual in real life friends? Um, I think that's so important to keep in mind. And I and I really commend you for, for taking a step back to, to review that and, and make your social media posts more in line with who you truly are. That's a big deal. Well, I think it is in line with what you write. You know, I wasn't feeling good. And for me, yeah. social media can be a really fun tool and an opportunity to meet people I haven't met otherwise or or sell more books in different places or reach people with my message, too. But if you're not feeling good, don't you think we should take a step back and, and look at how we can either disconnect from it entirely or use it in a different way? Is that a good sign that, hey, we're in over our head a little bit with this? Absolutely. I think our, our well-being is always a barometer for kind of how we're doing elsewhere in our life, our behaviors, how we're taking care of ourselves, our social life, our work life. And we have to pay attention to that, especially if we're feeling repeatedly miserable after logging off of social media. <laughs> right. That's a good sign to get out of there. A couple <laughs> things I want to touch on before we sign off. You touched on this earlier. Don't feed the trolls. If somebody is saying harmful things or inappropriate things or even just things you disagree with, just leave them be. Do not engage. If you want, you can report them. Um, I would say mute. It's, it's, again, the steps mute at first. If it's yeah. really problematic, block if you must, but know that they might use the blocking as fodder. I would say mute and report. Yeah, I like the idea of muting. I'm thinking I'm going to go mute in just a minute, actually. <laughs> There's a couple of <laughs> things I need to disengage from a little more. And if I see it, whether I interact with them or not, if I see it, it piques me, right? It, it irritates yeah. me or makes me upset mm -hmm. in some way. So another point you draw, which I thought was really useful, nudge yourself in the right direction that's what we're talking about is is set the limits do the pay attention to how you feel when you're on and i don't think you have to use all the social medias do you can you just pick one and have a good connection and let the others go or how, how do we be relevant in this world i guess is the I question know. No, it's, it's so true. Um, I mean, you can set actual timers for your social media use. You can say, okay, on Tuesdays, I check Twitter. On Wednesdays, I, tech, I check Instagram. On Fridays, I check Facebook or whatever. Or you could say, okay, I'm going to do 15 minutes Twitter today, 15 minutes Instagram, 15 minutes TikTok, whatever. Um, but really like set a timer and an alarm. And after 15 minutes, you're done or 20 minutes or whatever you want to set for yourself and use things like the screen time app. Like there's a lot of apps that will monitor your screen time and give you alerts. Use bedtime mode. Um, sometimes you have phones that can automatically just like turn stuff off after a certain time uh, or go on do not disturb or dim the screen. Those are all very, very helpful tools to kind of nudge you in the right direction to use social media in a more moderate way that's not going to wreck your mental health. I love these suggestions because I mean, this is the world where we're living in. So we might as well be able to find ways to take the things that benefit us and, and let loose of the things that are holding us back. Catherine Cullen, fantastic article, How to Use Social Media Without Losing Your Mind on psychologytoday.com. Give me the name of your blog and how else can we follow your work and the other things you're writing? Sure. So uh, the name of my blog is The Truth About Exercise Addiction. Um, it's named after my book of the same name um, and it's on psychologytoday.com. You can also, and I feel a little ironic kind of saying this, but you can follow me on Twitter at... <laughs> 
at, at Katie LMSW. Um, I'm somewhat on there. That's that's really my main platform. I'm 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 also on uh, Instagram as um, at K Cullen Therapy. Well, I'm totally following you on Twitter, and I already made a note of it, so I'm I'm there. But don't you know? Don't irritate me because then I might have to mute, and I don't want to go down that <laughs> rabbit hole. <laughs> this is useful stuff. If we're gonna live in this world and embrace technology, then we need to find a do way to do it in a safe way and not just to protect ourselves but to feel good while we're using it. it should be a tool not something that that numbs us or that we have to rely on to get through the day um and this is really useful information Catherine cullen psychotherapist and writer thank you so much for being on polly campbell simply said really helpful today thank you so much polly it was a pleasure and you can find me on pollycampbell.substack.com and pollycampbell.com but if you join the substack community we can connect and talk and i'm open to your comments and ideas about topics you'd like to hear on the show but also how are you using social media because listen i found Catherine on psychology today blog i have a Substack. i'm on instagram twitter facebook right and and i have some great interactions but i'm also becoming very deliberate and very intentional especially after reading Catherine's article about how to manage this so that we can use the technology to our benefit and when we do that we will all live well do good and be happy welcome to ringside with ray and prince my name is ray leonard jr my name is Prince Daniels Jr. Daniels again with a big hole. On this show, we come to humanize athletes, entertainers, business executives. We're going to see what makes them tick. Tuesdays, 10 a.m. Pacific time on Spotify, Apple, Amazon, and wherever you get your podcast. We'll see you there. Peace and power. Electric acid. Welcome, explorers of the human experience. This is Let's Talk Soul, and I'm your host, Claudia Monicelli. We're not afraid of the great mysteries of existence here. Soul versus consciousness, we're on it. Spirituality versus science, we've got that covered too. Join us in navigating these profound topics with wisdom, curiosity, and a dash of audacity. Whether you're a spiritual veteran or just starting your journey, Let's Talk Soul is your passport to the unknown. Let's Talk Soul, diving into the depths of the human spirit. Subscribe now wherever you get your podcasts. Electric acid.